by the powers vested in me by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. Welcome to Cairo Nights, part two. Uh, <laughs> that means nothing to you folks. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Hi, I'm Spike O'Neill along with Matt Butler. And uh, Frank Summerall is with us tonight, uh, along with Lisa Brooks, who's going to sit in and join this conversation. Because Frank's coming on to talk about uh, the movies, as we like to do on a weekly basis here at Cairo Nights. Frank Summerall, of course, from MyNorthwest.com. And I, I try not to pigeonhole you in that regard. But you do so much to make sure that all the content of this radio station is available on the MyNorthwest.com website. I just want to make sure I'm giving you credit. <laughs> Appreciate okay? it. It's not uh, just you're, you're our, our web guy, so the hell do you do about radio? But you, you've got a lot to say about a lot of topics, including, I'm told, we'll be discussing the, the NBA's debacle of last weekend. And mm. I'm going to be teasing here, but the All-Star game mm. was less... Less than they had hoped for in the way of fan appreciation. There was an all-star game last Right, <laughs> exactly. Lisa was, Brooks. Even fans of the NBA were saying that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk about movies, and we're going to talk about sequels. And I'd like to start out by saying that I think Hollywood has been uh, short of original ideas for so long. You know, it's all remakes. It's all sequels. All the quality stories or just, hey, that worked. Why don't we try doing it again with this or take them to another direction or give them another adventure? How many Mission Impossibles have there been? How many Fast and Furious have there been? I mean, Fast and Furious 13 is going to be a guy driving at 52 miles an hour through Ballard with his seatbelt hanging <laughs> on the side of his car and his blinker on. That's how bad the Fast and Furious franchises have. Yeah, Vin Diesel will do so when he's 95. Exactly. He's cranking him out. Got a handicap sticker in the window, you know, a th- placard from his mirror. He can drive as slow as he wants with his blinker on. This is because the se- the sequels are run by the accountants, right? It's all because yeah. of the accountants. They well, make money. Well, they can count on the money. They don't have to invest in new ideas. And there's probably lots of fabulous scripts on shelves that nobody's ever going to make because they're not sure if they're going to make money. And that, Lisa, you're you're spot on. You're, I think you're a thousand percent correct. And to be fair... You know, asking these movies to take these huge, these movie companies to take these huge gambles and spend a lot of money to make a movie. I mean, it's easy for us to say, write an original script, come up with an original idea. Mm-hmm. But for folks who say, where has it worked before? How can we make money? We're doing this to make money. They're not doing this to entertain us, which is a nice, it'd be nice if they were. When they can entertain an audience, it's a lovely side effect. Yeah. It's a bonus. It's not what they were intended to do, intending to just make money. So that being said... Frank's put together a list of some of the most successful sequels of all time. In a a sense. From a a box office perspective? Or do you think, or is your list, do you think, the, the, what would you say are the most quality sequels? That's probably a different list than what you put together for tonight's show. Well, the qual- there are quality sequels, and the problem is for every one quality sequel, we're going to have 40 awful ones because that one worked. So right, obviously, right. I think Godfather Part Two is listed all the time. I like to put Terminator 2 on there because I much prefer that one to the original. I think it's a fair statement. Um, th- there are good sequels out the there. The Empire Strikes Back. That's a great one. You know, The Dark Knight following up Batman Begins. Well, you guys have just listed the top four 
movie sequels of all time from a fan poll from IMDb. Really? Oh, well, yes. there we go. That's how desperate so, we are for them. No, but you guys know the movies, and I think uh, people would agree with you. Dark Knight is a phenomenal piece of work. There's my one time tonight, Matt. Thanks a lot. Right out of the gate, who had 710 for me saying the word phenomenal? I can't use it the rest of the night. But, but seriously, Godfather Part Two, Empire Strikes Back, Judgment Day, Terminator Two, Dark Knight. Those are the top four sequels from fans' perspectives of all time. Yeah, and so now we're we're screwed. Um, Why? Because there's nothing left to remake. How, how sequels, Thanks for coming in. How sequels used to work with these franchises is if something was a slam dunk and a success. Let's say First Blood. Let's say Spider Man. Whatever. They pump out sequels as soon as they can. A couple right. of years, a couple of years, a couple of years, two, three, four, until we get fatigued and then we move on to something else. Now there's a new trend, and it's been going on for a while, but Top Gun Maverick is the shining star of it. We have what we call the legacy sequel, the sequel that is 30 years overdue, 20 years overdue, and we're now seeing it all the time. So much so, Reese Witherspoon publicly said, hey, Top Gun Maverick was so successful – I'm ready to do Legally Blonde 3. We got I Am Legend 2 coming out with Will Smith. We got Indiana Jones 5. We have Gladiator 2, a Best Picture winning movie. That's coming out. Didn't he die? Yeah, he dies does in that, it. Does that matter anymore, though? Can't we reanimate it? So it's his son who was women. His son was also killed. Right. Yeah, he, he killed his wife family. That's the point of the movie. <laughs> Good luck. So now it's it's a 400-pound it's a uh, Joaquin Phoenix Huh. Right as as what was it was the uh, Maximus's son? Now Maximus was the gladiator, and Marcus Aurelius was the yes. emperor. And, and but his son, Sonus Aurelius, yeah, the, Aurelius, the, 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 the thumb guy. Yeah, yes. yeah. that's yeah. what we call him. So he's he's up there, four hundred pounds, turkey leg in his hand. His thumb, his, your thumb is so fat we can't tell is it up. He can't even lift his thumb up anymore. He's so fat and bloated. Now, how do you make gladiator two a new? The, a new, a new guy, a new gladiator. Obviously, well, and also right? it's, it's Ridley Scott. Where you know he's got some misses, but he's also got a lot of hits. I would much rather see Ridley Scott do original stuff. Why would yeah. we have to go back to old material? I just don't like that well, at all. Like Lisa said, it's a safe financial bet. Yeah. And these are companies that are in the business to make money. So you know what? Instead of fighting it. Let's join Let's them. Let's ride it. Let's join them. I got some sequels. <laughs> okay. I got some legacy sequels. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. I want to pitch them. You guys are my test audience. Let's okay. see how successful these well, movies well, will be. Well, hold on. Before we, before we move on, to you, I, you guys, I'm sure you have some brilliant ideas. Reese, Legally Blonde 3, is she a grandmother now? Is it Legally Blonde 3? That's a little more blue and silver than blonde. Is that what they're calling this one? I mean, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, they do I'm like maybe a morning show tie-in with it, oh, maybe. yeah. <laughs> Fabulous show, by the way. When is that coming out? Again? I, don't, I have no the idea. The morning show? Yeah, the yeah they did a really nice job season. with that. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Back so to the tell, topic. <laughs> tell me, tell me. I'm sorry. I mean, aside, really. Uh, so, what movies would you like to see well, sequels for? Speaking of a, a morning show co-star, Jennifer Aniston. Let's let's try Marley and Me too. Let's let's try a turtle. <laughs> a turtle. <laughs> would that work? Owen Wilson, uh, Jennifer Aniston. They live a long time. A turtle? The, the, yeah. They, then you could do eight, nine, ten because the turtle's 115 years yeah. old. The dog yeah. didn't work out. Let's try a turtle. Yeah. Let's bring that movie back. Can, can I tell you that I never saw Marley and Me? Wow. Oh. You both are like, oh, I'm so sorry. So what? What? What did I miss? What was Marley and Me? It's just a heart tagger. Just about a guy and his dog, and the dog dies. Is that? It's a dead dog movie. Yeah, it's a dead, okay, it's a dead dog movie. I, 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 and we probably had just lost a dog when, when that ah. movie was coming out, so it was too soon. Okay. Too soon. So, Okay. All right. All right. So you guys aren't really buying that. Let's try, no, let's try well, another one. Let's try another I, one. Not, not fair because I, I, didn't, I didn't fall for the first all one. Right, so. All right. I got, I got one for you guys. Let's do Kramer versus Kramer 2. Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer. 
<laughs> so is this where the kids sues for um, what they call independence when you get, you know, emancipation? Oh, really? I yeah. think right? it's going to be like secession where now the kid is fighting the parents. <laughs> yes. I think we can do that. Okay. Yes. Dustin Hoffman can come back. We can and figure Street, that out. That's, yeah. Who plays what? the kid? Hmm. We'll have to figure that out. Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah. He's about the right age ah, for okay. being, to be the son of... Okay. Of work. And One of the Hoffman. great child yeah. performances, though, ever is in Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. How about Goodwill Hunting Two? Oh, is, is it now? Is it the rest of the gang still working at the construction site? Or we could do three things with yeah, it. Okay, we could do Matt Damon and Minnie Driver hanging out on a California beach. Okay, cross-cut Godfather Two style with Robin Williams doing whatever he does next. And then maybe okay. we have a little stuff with Ben Affleck still being a loser. Fair enough. Okay. Does that sound great? Except for Robin Williams will be, have to be yeah. a different actor. But Hollywood but... doesn't care about that. No. We'll reanimate him. Oh, my gosh. You remember okay. what they did to when they when they brought Carrie Fisher back to finish the oh, Star Wars movies? Right. The CGI oh. Carrie Fishers. Right? I, uh, makes me uncomfortable. I mean, and didn't they like do that, that with Mark Hamill too? They kind of the young reanimated Mark Hamill Did they? Yeah. at one point to do de the de aging process. I stopped watching the, after the Jar Jar Biggs thing. Yeah, that was that was yeah. abysmal. Um, and we can throw Star Wars as a legacy sequel because that's an IP that will never die. Every twenty well, years, we'll have more Star Wars. I got to tell you, now we could sidetrack real quick. Star Wars, the movies and the series that have been made for Star Wars. What is it? Um, my, my, I wish I had my wife here tonight. My wife is working on her master's degree in Star Wars and Marvel Universe lore. Wow. She has watched every Star Wars movie repeatedly. I mean, with, from The Mandalorian to what is it? Um, what? Um, Andor? That was one. Right. There I was mean, a, the Boba Fett one. The Boba Fett one was fantastic. And then- they've, done a, they've done such a great job in fleshing out the Star Wars universe. To not just have the same characters, you know, uh, like they did with Indiana Jones. I hate to say it, but all the Indiana Jones movies were pushing that same guy through different, a, a series of different and diminishing adventures. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, right? The, Am I, is that an unfair criticism? I love them. I've seen all of them. I'm, I'm not saying they're not yeah. great. You just it, maybe give it a different name from Indiana Jones. Call well, it the. I don't know. I don't want to, Archaeologists. Yeah. Well, no, but but that's really not a fair thing to say because it's all Indiana. It's all Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's that character who is iconic. Whereas Star Wars has so much to play with and so much to choose from. And that's a great point. Interesting you bring up the Indiana Jones sequel that people like the most is the one where he shares the screen with Sean Connery. Yeah, that was fabulous. That's the one that people yes, rival that, because yeah. it's a different dynamic. Yeah. Uh, can I interest you guys in Social Network too? Mark Zuckerberg gets even weirder. Only if, gets if Zuckerberg turns out to be a robot. There we go. Right? Well, I think I think he can just do a documentary we about do. what Mark happened. Zuckerberg? Be a robot? No, what had just happened to Facebook since oh. Social Network, and it would be maybe very he's, we have a whole part where he's in Congress just being completely weird. We can do that. <laughs> the, okay. Whoever shot the Botox there. into his face. So, um, yeah. I got out of Africa too because we have six other continents. <laughs> Out of Antarctica, it's a survival movie. <laughs> we do the same they, thing with the African Queen. They're stalked by a polar bear, oh, right? Mm-hmm. There we go. This, uh, we're, we're cooking now, guys. Hope Hollywood's taking notes. Let me throw no, another one at you know guys. No one is. Matt's destroying the tape from this show. How about no. how about Godfather Four colon only up from here? Now, <laughs> you, would, Pacino and De Niro. Sure, like de-age him. Why not? A brother movie, right? We've got we got a, a Scorsese de-aging them already in The Irishman. Why not just do that? Uh, how about how about Shawshank Redemption two? Andy and Red chill out on a boat. Uh, I love that. Zaywat Neho or bust. There we go. Right? There yeah. we go. It's a charter fishing boat where, where it's kind of you take an old man in the sea thing. Yeah. Where uh, where Andy and and Red get pulled out the sea by a marlin, 
and have to fight their way back to shore. And, and maybe they open a bed and breakfast. You know, we'll see. <laughs> we can do something. That I was the Andy's thing, a little hotel on the beach, right? That's right? What, that was the whole thing. So you could take kind of a, uh, what was the, um, the, the, oh, the Grand Buddha, not Grand Buddhist Hotel. What was the, oh, what was the one where they opened the hotel in India? Hotel oh, Marigold. Marigold. Yes, but you do it, Z- Z- yeah, it's Exotic Marigold Hotel. Yeah. But you do the Zaywat Neho Fishing Charter Hotel. And if you Andy guys Red. think this is sacrilegious, these are titles that should never be touched again, trust me, Hollywood doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood doesn't care. How about another one? Seriously, Let's do Dr. Strangelove 2 Post-Apocalyptic Adventure. Huh. Maybe the guy riding the bomb lives. <laughs> oh. How about Splash 2? Okay. Okay, Tom Hanks. Uh, she has to go back to the ocean, right? And who is the actress? Who, uh, oh, Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Oh, great. Knowledge. Has to go back, but Tom Hanks cannot give her up, so he has an artificial aqualung gills put in, and they live under the sea. So it's a Little of, Mermaid. Kind of reverse kind of Little reverse, Mermaid story. Yeah. I do yeah. feel like uh, modern Hollywood. These are horrible ideas, by the we're, way. We're missing out on John Candy. There's a, there's a, oh. we, need a, we need a John Candy a hole to be filled. Let's just reanimate him. We'll bring him back. So I've got one. Let's go. All right. What about Singing in the Rain 2, mm-hmm. but rename it? Singing in the drought because the climate change. Singing for the rain. Singing for the rain. rain. It's it's a story about the apocalyptic drought. There are no crops left, but they dance. Yes. That's Uh, that's actually funnier than I thought. Can I interest you guys in a political thriller? Sure. Taxi driver two, Travis Bickle runs for office. (laughs) Oh, my. Bickle for the U.S. Senate. Wow. We're, we're cooking. Are you voting for me? You voting for me? <laughs> this is perfect. Are you voting for me? <laughs> Write this Wait, down, nobody guys. Else here, so you must be voting for me. How about All About Eve 2, All About Steve? Oh, oh. Ooh, uh, that, that I like. There we go. Kind of a gender fluidity kind of flip a bit, it. right? We'll right? flip it. Right? Or, or Adam and Steve. Let's just go right oh, for the heart nice. of the joke, right? Yeah. The Garden of Eden. Yeah, I mean, we do gender Except shaking one. my head. You can't see It's a banana tree, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, how about oh, something? Oh. Sorry. Lisa's like, why did I agree? To I know. <laughs> I got some news to write. <laughs> Feel free to, to, to detach yourself for your credibility's sake at any time. Okay. But we, we you, love having you here. You may think these ideas are ridiculous, but then next week Hollywood's going to announce something even more ridiculous. Mm. So far, there's a, a dispute between the Mean Girls cast and Paramount over not getting paid enough to do a Mean Girls musical movie that's supposed to come out. <sighs> because of the musical on Broadway, they're turning right, that right. into maybe, a film. Yeah, maybe right. it's that. Yeah. That's that's a very successful musical. Yeah, and Tina Fey wrote that. Yes, Tina Fey wrote Mean Girls. She did, yes, and, but she didn't write the songs. I don't. No, I don't think she wrote the songs, but she, songs, but she the oversaw production yeah. of the of the Broadway production of Mean Girls. So they're making a movie on a Mean Girls the musical. Of course they are. Of course oh, they are. Yeah. Not even Mean Girls the movie. It's, just it's now we're the doing musical. the musical. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, we, we talked about Bruce Willis last week. Is there any room for a sixth sense too? A seventh sense? <laughs> it's too soon to make tacky I, jokes. I know about Bruce Willis. Yeah. That's, it's okay. Yeah. But right, I, right. I, I see dumb people. They don't know they're dumb. I get it. <laughs> seventh wow. sense. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie a couple years ago called 1917. I loved it. Guess it was what? fantastic. Well, there's a lot of years we can do. How well, about 1918? Oh right. It's a, it's a three-hour single cut of his train ride home. There we go. Oh, yeah. He gets oh up. God. He's uncomfortable. He walks to the food cart. He's back. He's sitting. He's reading a book. He's I looking at the, the window. the are weighing in with their and, own and ideas. Not all, not all years are winners, but like 1919, that might be a real banger. 1920, well, we'll see. But wait till we'll we get see. to 1929. I mean, that's going to be a downer, but it's going to... Oh, Lisa. Oh, um, uh, how about a whiplash sequel? I loved that movie. 
I don't know if I know Whiplash. Drumming. It, it, Jay, uh, what's his name? Summers won the Oscar. This is J.K. Simmons J.K. and Miles oh, Teller. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes the the okay. intense drumming movie. Yes, yes. yes. Wow. Uh, there was an interview. It's with, on flute, though. This <laughs> there yeah. we go. We can do different go. instruments. Yeah. Jazz flute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an intense jazz flute teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hamilton was a really big Broadway show. Yeah. Guess what? We got a lot more presents we can hit. Polk. There we go. Let's it's do all, polk. Pol- all polkas. Pol- <laughs> Every song is a polka. With an exclamation polk. point after right, the polk. name. Uh, are they, uh, is the audience happy that we just wasted 20 minutes of their time? No, it wasn't waste. That was great. If you see any of these movies, run from the theater. <laughs> and if any of you Hollywood people are listening and pitch any of these ideas, we demand our cut. Yeah, yeah. well, people tell me I'm so down on the current movie culture, and now I'm just trying to embrace it. I'm just trying to embrace it. 888-973-5476. I'd love to have your ideas. What, what sequel should have been made? I mean, we're having fun with this. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies shouldn't have been sequeled. A lot of movies could be sequeled and had weren't. You know, um, Mary Poppins had a remake, but not a sequel. Right? Did you like that? I love. I, I loved it because I loved Emily Blunt. Okay. I haven't watched Emily Blunt do do anything. She's very talented. Whether she's Mary Poppins or she's with Edge of Tomorrow with her and Tom That's Tom Cruise, where she's just this ass commando. Mm-hmm. I, I'd watch her do anything, except she's now in hospice care, and the kids have to care for her. Oh wow! Right, that's interesting. Not hospice care. That was that was too far. She's in elder care. Oh, she's in oh. memory care. Okay, and they have to remind her who she is. Okay, so like it's kind of like a terms of endearment. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, when we come back, we'll find something else to talk to Frank Summerall about besides <laughs> movies. I promise you. Actually, you do have you do have some ideas about the NBA. Yeah, we can we can talk about the All Star Weekend and how. Great it was. Great it was. In case you missed it, we'll tell you exactly what happened. Nobody played defense. We'll be right back after these. It's Cairo Nights. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. Uh, And I want to thank the texters. Of course, you guys have better ideas than I could come up with. Uh, I, I will say that Frank did a fine job. I, I was an absolute tool <laughs> that time. Um, but let's see. Uh, we mentioned about the greatest sequels ever made. We missed saying words, uh, saying uh, Toy Story 2. Oh, oh yeah. Wrath of Khan, a great sequel. Um, uh, but somebody says they want to, want to see Dante's Peak 2, I guess rebuilding the town. What do you do there? <laughs> I guess you would be rebuilding yeah. the town. That Uncle Buck be. 2, Electric Boogaloo. We're talking about missing John Candy. Oh, we do a, miss John Candy. Right? Uh, a texture pointed out the Spike, you could make out of Antarctica. Uh, you could, but they wouldn't be chased by polar bears. There are no polar bears in Antarctica. So penguins. Oh, yes. They're chased by pe- mm. Thank you, Lisa. They're chased by penguins. There you go. It's still a good movie. No, it's not. It's a terrible <laughs> movie. Uh, Pulp Fiction 2. What happens Ooh. to Butch and Fabienne after mm. they bounce down to Tennessee to go to Knoxville and spend the money, right? Wow. Yeah. Or maybe they return to L.A. Well, you know, Samuel Jackson, what's his spiritual journey take him next? Speaking of which, I was amazed to learn that the number one grossing box office actor of all time is Samuel L. Jackson. No way. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Huh. Well, to be fair, he's done it in 130-some movies. And half of those are Marvel. And Marvel movies. Oh, okay. But, yes, Samuel L. Jackson. It's a great guy to have on top. Number one. Yeah. Great guy to have on top. Absolutely. Uh, Silverado 23. (laughs) Kevin Kline, Danny Glover, Kevin Costner. Um, Scott Glenn, Linda Hunt, great. By the way, I love Silverado, one of the great westerns of all time. The Kasdan brothers, right? Yep. And and why are these legacy sequels so successful? In my opinion, is because 
we're basically being sold nostalgia and our generations are just eating that up more so than ever. Uh, There's some really interesting pieces online that you can read. Uh, Forbes wrote something as well where in times of crisis, which the pandemic has been, you tend to go back to things of your childhood. They had a report that the two brands that were sold the most for food during like the the immediate news was mac and cheese and Godiva chocolate. Godiva. Godiva, sorry. Godiva. Those of us in the You are world. so single, my friend. <laughs> you are so single. Godiva. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. For I you. just like better chocolate. You lost your chocolate cred there, man. I just like better chocolate. <laughs> okay. Give me some C's candy. Um, <laughs> wow. But nice. the thing is, like, in, in our generations, we just cling to that now yeah. because they also are reporting that, hey, we're also getting better and better with marketing. We're understanding advertising better. So now they're hitting us where we're a little more fragile, right? Our nostalgia, our, our, our being homesick. And I'm telling you, if my generation, if they announce Brendan Fraser after his comeback with The Whale, they're doing another mummy movie, another mummy movie, my generation will be there. Tickets sold. When Nick Cage announces another National Treasure movie, my generation is going to be there. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we talked about sequels that had been made. And and I mentioned Mary Poppins as a remake, and I was wrong. It was a sequel. Those were the Banks children grown up. Oh, right. I forgot. I I did, too. I totally blew it, too, man. Wow. Uh, and that was just where they would get Lin-Manuel Miranda on a screen. He was they were great. doing at that. He was great, but yeah. it, it, it was so post-Hamilton. He was the hottest thing on the planet. Right. They had to do something to get him into a it was, Disney movie. It's obvious. Like It might, it might have worked, but it was very obvious what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They remade Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and, and, and there, it's funny that the movies you should never touch. Never touch that movie. It's too good to remake. But I never thought I'd put Hocus Pocus into that category of too good to remake. But they really blew it. I watched about 15 minutes of it before I turned it off. Yeah, it just wasn't seriously. Worth it. yeah. Well, what about like Notting Hill too? You know, what happens okay. to, well, they, to the they couple? They have a right. And, Great and point. can Hugh Grant survive the pressures of being a, a Hollywood, Hollywood husband? Exactly. Wow. You know, okay. or Field of Dreams too. Wow. We actually see the baseball game. <laughs> what happens when all the tourists, when the people do come, right, that do, whole, do yeah. they destroy the magic or does the magic increase for everybody? Interesting. And the ghosts start wanting contracts and then the whole thing. <laughs> yes. Field of Dreams too. an agent. An oh. agent among them. Okay, so... Um, so do we have any other any other sequels we want to talk well, I, about? I heard rumors that they're going to do a My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. And there's some talk on social media, I guess, that Neov or whatever her last name is. Vardalis and the guy that was in um, uh, <laughs> the Alaska John thing Corbett. That, John Corbett. Her that husband they, in the movie. Yes, thank I, you. I'm so glad you know these. I, I, I don't remember when my taxes are due, but I can tell you stupid <laughs> trivia you. like that any day well, of the week. I, I hear they dropped some sort of a teaser on social media really? and fans are going nuts for it. Well, now they made a sequel to that about, uh, you know, where she was a tour guide. Well, that right? was... Right? It was Because it was a, it was a there sequel. There was a sequel to, to it. There to was my a Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. Yeah. And she ran a tourist guy, a touring company because her job at the travel agency... The natural sequel to that was that she had a tourist company and they went on some wacky adventure where her tourist company had to take people through Greece. I remember none of that, but yeah. I remember their daughter was real older. That's yes. all I remember. And they still live next door to their parents. Right. That was one of them fantastic. Yeah. Now, wasn't that movie like she was doing a one-woman show or she was doing a live show about My Big Fat Greek Wedding she and Rita, Rita Wilson saw it? And, and and that's how that Tom Hanks got behind that. Project. I know Rita Wilson oh, wow. was a big influence, yeah. in, and that they were friends and something, and and that it was a sleeper. I mean, it just took off and went. 
it, it started really slow and then built and built and built over the months. And yeah. Every Fantastic woman in America movie. saw it. And most of us guys, yeah. I got to tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So? Where are we going to? Are we talking? When we move on to the to the NBA, I just I'm, I'm kind of like I'm, I'm I'll, dragging I'll, my I'll feet. leave you guys to that discussion. <laughs> Fair enough. I was okay. trying to give you a graceful. Like, thank you, Lisa Thank Brooks. you. I always appreciate your time. I'm dragging my feet just because. No, no, that's all good. So the WNBA All Star Weekend was a absolute thud. Yeah, absolute landed with an a, a um, the lowest primetime viewing uh, in history by far. By right? far, it dropped almost thirty percent. Wow, and it already wasn't that high. So the the NFL has figured out that the Pro Bowl is a non-issue because the athletes don't want to risk injury. It's not a real football game. They've actually gone to flag football and mm-hmm. a skills competition in the in the NFL's Pro Bowl uh, weekend. And is the NBA going to do that as well? They've already got the skills competition, right? Yeah, they've got so. the, they've got the three point shot still. They got the dunk competition. Yeah, honestly, my favorite event is the three point contest, just because I like it's just all it's, these it's, shots. Yes. And it gets intense. It's, the problem is, and the NBA has this problem as a whole, even with its games, but particularly in these types of events. Why watch the slam dunk contest, which goes for ninety minutes or two hours, when I can get the social media highlight? I remember the Blake Griffin yeah. and Kia uh, jumping over the Kia uh, slam dunk contest, and they brought out a choir, and they're on the court doing a chant, doing this whole thing, getting the crowd up. <laughs> it's taking 10 minutes. People who watch this remember, and that was the moment I was like, I'm out. This is ridiculous. I will watch this on Twitter in, in an hour. Now, I, was, I listened to G. Scott. Uh, it was yesterday morning. He was on with Dave and Colleen. Because uh, he does his morning segment with Dave and Colleen. And they were talking about the NBA All-Star game. And I think Gene nailed the NBA's problem. They've got – he said they have an image problem. Uh, and I think you hit on the same thing in the notes you made for tonight's show, is that LeBron James, the marquee player in the in the NBA, the the biggest star, the face of the NBA nowadays, uh, has been – he missed several games prior to the All-Star game mm-hmm. because of injury. Mm-hmm. And yet there he was in the All-Star game. And got hurt a little bit. And got hurt a little bit. And, and and G said it, and I think you would agree, the season's too long. Season's way too long. The, my problem is I don't like the champion to be determined by who's the healthiest. Right. It's a, it's a game of it, attrition by the time. But 82 games. 82 games. If you look back at when, when Milwaukee won with Giannis and you're like, that's so great. We're glad that Giannis stayed with his home his home team and then he won a title. That's such a great championship for the NBA. You look at who was injured along the way. There's yeah. a lot of injuries. Yeah, it was a and war of attrition. Way. Curry's out. We'll see if he can stay healthy. It, it's really becoming that because it's 82 games. It's just too many. Well, Trim it by 10. Trim it by 15. Well, Colleen was saying when, when G said the season's too long. And it's, it, you know, like you said, it shouldn't be determined by who can stay healthy. Although that's, that's true in all sports. When, when the Seahawks won their championship, it's because nobody got hurt. When the Niners weren't able to finish off the NFC Championship against Philadelphia, when they had a better defense, it's because they got hurt. Their quarterback got hurt. But at least that Seahawks championship beat a relatively healthy Broncos team. Yes, I know did. Von Miller was out, yes, but that did. was a relatively healthy Broncos team. And that's what I want to see. I don't want to see all these injured teams limping out of the playoffs and the last guy standing is just the team that just got yeah. lucky. Well, Colleen said the NBA will never trim their schedule because they need. this is all about the dollar. It's all about the dollar. I can counter that a little bit. Okay. There's a lot of talk about an in-season mid-tournament uh, that is very vague, and we don't know what it is. But if they do that, 
they'll have to trim games. That will be in the uh, Players Association agreement. Wow. But I also am expecting for all the NBA fans listening, there's going to be a huge lockout coming because I think the NBA is very upset with the players missing all this time. Interesting, because they got a good collective, good CBA. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, Frank Summerlin, ladies and gentlemen, from MyNorthwest.com. Uh, it's Kyra Knights with Spike Lee on Bat- Matt Butler. Excuse me, Matt. We'll be right back after these. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I'm Spike O'Neill along with Matt Butler. And Frank Summerall is going to stay with us for just one more little break here uh, because Jimmy Carter. We'd mentioned President Carter uh, a lot on Monday. It was announced that he's being uh, now in hospice care for mm-hmm. the end of his life. And folks are coming to Georgia to pay their tributes and not respect to the to the 36, I think. Was he 36? I'll look it up. I think it was the 36th president. But President Jimmy 39th. Carter. 39th. Thank you. So you said you had some Jimmy Carter facts. Yeah, so you guys were talking about presidents on President's Day. I was here working on President's Day, and obviously with the news, it just made me think about Jimmy Carter. And obviously, maybe controversial in his uh, presidency, but there's so many great things he did. I just wanted to shine a light on that either we've forgotten or or want to reminisce on. Happy to have you. Uh, One of them that, that I didn't even know about that I stumbled upon was he was the first president to install solar panels onto the White House. I heard that too, and didn't, didn't like Reagan have them removed? Or Seven s- years later, <laughs> really, really. But there's so many things with Jimmy Carter that was ahead of his time. Obviously, the environment is the biggest one. Now, interestingly enough. W. Bush was the one who put him back on. Okay, but yeah, he was the first guy to do it, and then seven years later, Reagan said no to that. Um, he supported civil rights in the '60s, which maybe not uncommon amongst his party, but it was uncommon for Georgia. Yeah, He's no a kidding. Georgia guy. That hurt his own state. Could you imagine a politician turning on his own state like that for his own personal beliefs? For for the good of the for everybody in his state. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised to hear that, but but not surprised. Yeah, I mean this stuff it, it is surprising, and then you're like, well, only Jimmy Carter only would do Jimmy that Carter, kind of yeah. It surprised me that a politician would do that. Not surprising that Jimmy Carter would do that. Yeah. Now is he's the only president in our history. Where not a single shot was fired by a U.S. military member right? during his presidency. The only one. Now, other presidencies have had us not in a war. Mm-hmm. I think President Trump didn't uh, – we weren't involved in, in, in a in conflict during President Trump's. But we had peacekeepers or whatever in force you want to call that in Afghanistan during sure. President Trump's presidency. Absolutely. And then the fiasco that we're involved in now. But Jimmy Carter's during his presidency, not a single f- shot was fired the by a U.S. military member. married president ever. Yeah. Which is a great Ms. little Roslyn. fun fact. Yeah. Uh, he lives in a in a two-bedroom house that's well below his means. The guy flies commercial. There's a video of him going around, uh, of him shaking everyone's hand. That on a, on a domestic flight. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. It's like even the politicians, the politicians now are just too big. And in, in, in they're becoming powerhouses beyond their presidency. Trump obviously was big before he was a president. Right, the right. Obamas are a big family. Right. Jimmy Carter is just a true public servant, and we probably will never have something like that again. Uh, the, the town of Plains, Georgia, is now becoming the center of the media universe because, you know, we haven't had a, a president pass in quite a while. Well, uh, President H.W. Bush. H.W. I've, I've, um, I've had three die in my lifetime. Wow. It was Reagan, which yeah. was a really big deal. Um, yeah. Ford, which 
kind of came and went. The, it was weird media coverage for Ford, and yeah. then it was HW. Yeah. <sighs> but Jimmy Carter, I mean, at 95, there's these photos of him, and he's got a kind of a, a scary um, gash uh, on oh, his eye. Oh, he had fallen during a fell. construction of a, of a Habitat for Humanity house, And right? he was there the next day. Yeah. Didn't take a day off. And he's just there. He's building. And he's helping. 95 years old. He's dedicated his life to service of not just his country, but his community and his faith. And yeah, it's it's a, a the breed of leader. I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to see again. I think you're spot on, man. Well, it's just, there's a lot of attention that comes with it. And now we're looking at politicians. One thing I was mentioning to Matthew before is uh, what we're seeing with Congress, uh, congressmen and congresswomen is when these big events are happening, like the Speaker of the House vote, and they're dressing up in like these outfits so they can get the photo where there's the, the, the woman holding the book, not giving a blank, wearing nothing but orange. Yeah. Marjorie Green Taylor counters that by wearing an outfit that it looks like the uh, balloon Ugh. flying in the sky. Yeah. Like it, they're becoming celebrities, well, these politicians. And, and they're only there for the celebrity. It feels it, that way. It, it, it feels that way. That way. It feels they're, they're there to get followers and raise money and build themselves an empire. And More so than to serve. And it never felt that way with Jimmy Carter. No, not Before, at all. Before, during, after, just a true public servant. And, uh, you know, when, when, it, when his time comes, it's just going to make us really sad because we're going to look at an era of politics that almost that might go with him. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're true. It's, it's gone. Uh, it, the, the, there's a photograph of downtown Plains, Georgia, and it's, it's iconically small-town America. You know, a, a two city blocks of two-story buildings is downtown Plains, Georgia. And the entire town is done up in lights and flags like it's Main Street USA at Disneyland, all in honor of President Jimmy Carter. And he even has some incredible things with his military experience. He was guy was an uh, executive officer on a, a nuclear submarine. Yes, and he was one of the few that were allowed to go in there. And they realized after the fact that the nuclear radiation was like a thousand times more dangerous than normal levels. And he was down there fixing it because not only do they have the brain power, he has the a guy who just devoted his life to the country. In the public service. We, we on, on, on President's Day, Matt found a clip of Dan Aykroyd doing his Jimmy Carter impression on Saturday Night Live. Nice. Um, and they did a bit once where they sent President Carter in to clean up a nuclear accident. And he became, he and the, and the, and the black cleaning lady, <laughs> Garrett, played by Garrett Morris, ended up becoming huge giant there people and falling in love and going off together. Anyway, our best wishes to the Carter family and best President wishes. Jimmy Carter and the whole town of Plains, Georgia. It's Kyra Knight's. We'll be right back.